Welcome everybody to Generational Gains with myself, Carson Herlean, and my dad, Greg Herlean. Uh, on this podcast, we focus on business, the business world, current events, real estate mainly, uh, and we talk about it from two perspectives, from someone who's been in the business for a long time and someone who's new to it, someone who's trying to build their, their own business doing it. And so uh, it's a fun podcast. We kind of go back and forth talking about all things money uh, and business and life. And so for today, our episode, we're looking to talk about real estate and specifically to give you uh, an idea of how you find a good real estate deal and then the next piece, how you find money to do the real estate deal. There's a lot of aspects of real estate and a ton of different ways you can actually be in it. But for today, just we're going to focus on those two topics, kind of go in depth with those two things. Hopefully, we can provide some value to you guys and help you understand how we do both these different things. Maybe you can try and, and uh, you know, do what we what we're talking about. So, uh, to start off, um, you know, what what uh, what do you want to start with? Well, look, I I I wanted to add as well. This is a a common subject. So many people are like. Okay, well, I want to be in real estate. Yeah. I want to get going. I'm going to buy this book or go to this course or event, and then I'm going to do real estate. <laughs> there's so much more to it. But today, we're going to break it down into two subjects. Yep. Uh, there's several other outside subjects regarding real estate, like, like Carson said. But I think the most applicable today is for us first to start with Carson, who is literally finding deals and closing on deals to either hold or flip. So, so if this happens to be you or, or if you have a child or someone who's wanting to get into real estate and you want to know how, Car let's start with you, Carson. Today, you are finding deals. And that is one of the number one things people ask is, how do I find a deal? So, Carson, how are you finding real estate deals today? Yeah. It's been only a year, right? Yeah. A year. So actually, we have one we, I, I locked up this morning and another this afternoon I'm hoping to lock up. So today's actually a good day to talk about this. How, uh, do, you, how do you find but these So deals? let's do it. I'll give you the example. This morning, um, this deal is in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, it is going to be a rental we're buying. Uh, so breaking it down. When it comes to finding a deal, there's a lot of places you can go. I think a lot of real estate newbies think I need to find an off-market deal or I need to find wholesalers that can give me deals or something like that. Maybe they're starting as a wholesaler and it is, it's, there's not, that's not the only way to do this. There's a lot of ways you can do this and you can even do it on the MLS, on the market, public knowledge, where everyone can see these oh, opportunities. MLS. People say that you, should, you shouldn't find deals in the MLS. I've heard a lot of people actually starting to say what you're saying. So, so you found a deal yeah. on the MLS. So on, tell me this how. one was on the MLS. Okay, Not sorry. every deal is, okay. but that's where I start. I start on the MLS because in my opinion, trying to find deals, trying to find properties that are distressed, that we can come in and, and, and work on it, uh, you need to find and build relationships to help you to find more of those deals. So before I even go into depth about trying to find a specific deal, it's, it's, it's almost like I just, want to, I just want to build relationships with people, with realtors, with some other investors in the area, some contractors in the area, so I can kind of understand the area. And I can understand what neighborhoods are good. And I can understand what good market values are, what good rents are. And so I can't really find a deal without knowing those things. So first, I try and talk to a lot of people and just build relationships. I try and find in one city, one zip code, work on that zip code all week. Okay, so how? how yeah. 
Start with Easy. Go on, the, go on the MLS and find homes on the market and just call the realtors. And just start talking to just them. Start talking to them. I'll ask them a little bit about the specific property. I don't even care too much about that specific property. I really don't. I just want to meet this person and learn what they do and see maybe this deal does work. I don't know. But just get to know this person. And hopefully they, well, the goal of that conversation, I call the realtor and I say, hey, like, uh, you know, this is Carson, blah, 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 blah. I am an investor in the area. We've already brought a couple properties down the street from you guys. We, we like this area already, but I want to dive deeper into this market. And I'd love to get your thoughts on this specific property. And they'll kind of give me some ideas. And then I kind of, I, I just sit back and listen for like five minutes. They'll typically just tell me everything they know about the property. And from that five minutes, I know whether they work with investors. I know if they understand the market. I know if they understand how to flip homes or if they're just a newbie realtor. Mm -hmm. And then once I know who they are and what they do, then I kind of not close the deal, but either make an offer on that property if the numbers work or get their phone number, get their contact and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry, this deal actually probably won't work with us with the numbers, but I'd love to work with you in the future. Do you have more listings or do you have anything else coming up we can look at? And 99% of the time, the realtor would love to send you more opportunities. They want more people to buy their homes. So that's my number one thing. Talk to as many people as you can, mainly realtors, and get to know who's worked with, with, uh, worked with investors in the past, who's great at, at, at finding flips, who has deals. And then from there, you build a, a whole list of people you can call and talk to for deals. That's uh, step one. I, I love that uh, a couple things, just to reiterate that you said, I love that you said, even if the deal might not be that good. Like he is contacting, he's, he's contacting because the deal's could be average. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not just calling every single person. I'm looking at the market and finding a couple of deals that could maybe work. And he's learning all he can about that market. And most importantly, building a relationship. This mm -hmm. is a relationship built business, but I'll also say this is, this is a business that you have to work hard at. And I, and, and I think that's one of the preconceived things that people think that they can do is just, you know, again, go into a market, get a wholesaler, yeah. not know much about it or make a hundred offers. It's all about relationships yeah. and working really, really hard. Yeah. I mean, the amount of effort you put in to find a deal, I mean, it's hours and hours and hours, maybe, you know, uh, hundreds of hours. And then all of a sudden you've built five or six relationships. I already know because we talk about it. Mm -hmm. And these relationships now want to build with you because you're real. You've closed in a deal. So they want to bring you a new deal. Yeah. And then you're also able to negotiate better because you're, you're a closer. You're yeah. buying deals. And so, so even though it might be an MLS, I mean, I, you told me about a deal that you bought. It was on MLS for when your first deal in Arkansas, right? Like 110,000 and you yep. bought it for 50 or something. Yep. So it was listed on the MLS for 110. Bought it. Is that 50? Is that it right? 40. Yeah. $40,000 and it was on the MLS. This goes with building a relationship with the realtor, negotiating, making the phone calls. Yep. I mean, this is, you've picked an area that, you know, I mean, that's another area. Look, we live in California. He's chosen not to start in California. Why? For obvious reasons. Trying to buy, you know, build a rental portfolio in the beginning when you're 21 years old and buying average medium home price of six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars yeah. is not very feasible. But buying a hundred thousand dollar home in today's market right now, where you are, is feasible. And the numbers work from the rent. Correct? Yep. Exactly. And so I don't want to be rude to the realtor either and waste their time. I just want to get to know them. And I'm genuinely curious about the deal because you never know. Sometimes they're like, actually, the real the, the seller is super anxious and he wants to get rid of it. And then I think, okay, well, maybe we can take this deal, you know? 
So I, I want to respect their time, get to know them, and hopefully build a relationship. And if not, if they don't know what's going on, if they're not that type of person, that's fine. Move on to the next. Yeah. You know, and so he's exactly right. It's just hard work calling as many people as you can and just learning the area. Honestly, the first 10 people I called, they knew more than me, and they were even probably newbies. I was just on the phone with them, and I was awkward and probably not sure what to say, and I learned. I learned from them how they talk about a deal, what an HVAC is. I learned what central <laughs> heating is just by being on the phone with them and hearing how they talk about things, That's you know, just, just doing it. Yeah. And today, I mean, can you give me your account today? I mean, how many do you have that you own today and or flipped and or have under contract? Do you have any idea where you're at now today? In Ballpark? total, probably about, probably almost 20 rentals, probably five active flips. Yeah. And they'll probably all close, all the flips will close in the next six weeks. That's great. So... Good, and hoping to just do more and more. Every single week, I'm trying to find a few more deals, a few more we can work on. And so hopefully we ramp it up to where we're doing 200 deals a year, you know? So that's kind of how I start first building relationships. And like you said, hours of work, eventually you'll start getting momentum. From there, then these people are sending me deals that they know I'm more likely to buy. So now instead of swifting through with 1,000 MLS deals, I'm swifting through 100 that they know are, could work for me. So now I have a better, uh, I can spend more time on the deals that matter. I can actually look into underwriting and underwriting is a whole different story. We won't get into that today, but finding an actual deal with that, make the numbers work is the next step. And after the numbers work, we'll get it under contract from there. I mean, it, there's a few different things we got to do, but I think the biggest thing is finding a, the money to make this happen. So Yes, we can get deals all day, but how do we actually execute that and get the funds, get the investors, get the lenders to make sure all the numbers work and that we can make the deal all the way through? And, and to me, you know, what, what I like seeing is if a deal can work today under today's circumstance of interest rates, um, higher than they've been in a little while, as we all know, but if they can pencil today, imagine when the rank rates go down one or two percent. Um, not, it doesn't, I, I don't know that we'll ever see two and threes again, or at least not for a long time. But if they pencil at seven or eight yeah. and the rates do go down in the next two to five years down to five or six percent, um, then it's really better. cash flow. Yeah, yeah, all better. Much better as you go and refinance all those. Yeah. No, that's a great point. So in terms of how we found these deals and deals you've done, because you've done thousands of deals at this point. So you're mainly on the money side anyway. So in terms of the money, like, how do you find lenders? How do you find investors? I know you're, you're, you're big into retirement accounts and people's IRAs, but how does that, you know, all, all work out most of the time? Well, I, I think I've already shared kind of my first deal, you know, 24 years ago, an individual with an IRA, yeah. um, you know, lent me their money. Um, but uh, let's talk about today's world, you yeah. know, and so... So in today's world, um, as you're doing these deals or as I've seen a lot of people doing their own flips or holds, finding money is, is one of the next major questions. Yeah. Now that I find a deal, how do I find money? And there's many, many ways. Just like you said, there's many ways of finding real estate deals. You shared the one that's working for you today. Yeah. Um, I'll share with you the thing that's always worked for me. It's private investors, either their own money or their own retirement money. Um, why is this an easy place to find money? Well, it's because people are sick of the stock market. So 
what I typically have led with as I built my career and I've had partners in different real estate deals is I've asked people about the retirement accounts. Are they happy? What kind of rates are they getting? And, and typically in the, in the, the as far as happiness goes, people aren't too happy yeah. about the stock market. Sure, there's definitely good years um, um, or even great years, but historically, you know, people are typically happy with the six to eight percent rate of return in the stock market. Um, in real estate, when you're either lending or partnering, mm-hmm. you're typically in the double-digit returns, and even if that's just ten percent, yeah. 10% compounded over a 6 or 7%, that 3% difference is a huge difference. Yeah. And so that's what I like to share with most people as I'm going out to try to raise money. I remember uh, in my early days, throughout my first probably 10 years of my career, I'd have on my whiteboard lists of people who I've met who want to partner with me. Yeah. And I was just like you were talking about finding deals. I was trying to find money hmm. with relationships I was meeting. And so what I would do is, you know, friends, I wouldn't say family, didn't have family really with money, but, you know, friends or different partnerships or when I was out and about, people would be like, oh, yeah, if you find a deal that's in, you know, Nebraska, let's just say, and it's a multifamily uh, kind of deal uh, or, and it's got a double digit return, I've got 200000 noted. Write it down. Nebraska, multifamily, 200000 Interest rate's not that important to them, or it is. They'll tell me. And, and if they tell me, they'll say, look, I really want to make 12%. Cool. I'll write down 12%. I'm constantly making this list yeah. of people who I'm talking to. And, I'll, and I'll, they'll say, oh, I have an old IRA. If you find something, I got $50,000. I just want to make sure it's X. Whatever X is, I write it down. And so I'm constantly building this list of individuals who I've met over years, um, who I've had conversations with, relationships with, and um, who have reached out saying, if you find something, I'd love to partner with you. And see, the thing is, is people want to be around successful people. Yeah. And so the more success you have and the more success Carson has, the more people raise their hand and say, hey, look, Carson, on the next deal, if you're looking for a partner or for money, I'll be your partner. And so... Time, little bit of time after time, all of a sudden you're going to have more and more investors raising their hand, coming to you unsolicited, saying, "Hey, if you ever need an investor, I'll partner with you." Yeah. That's the other thing I liked doing is I when I put I put my own money in these deals. That was something very powerful. So if you can put up some of your own money, even if it's a little bit of money, let's say ten or twenty thousand dollars, and then they put up twenty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, they feel much better that they're in a, in a deal that you have your own personal money in. So when it comes to raising money, I'm always talking about, or when it comes to raising money for real estate, I, I personally don't focus on the real estate itself. Yeah. I focus on what their money's currently doing, how their money's working. You know, on our last episode, we talked about how money's working. Mm-hmm. I want to know how their money's working in a retirement account. Mm-hmm. And once I learn about it and find out what they don't like about it, which is typically interest rate, or maybe the ups and downs yeah. of the of the market, um, or how they, how they have no control. Um, then I like to focus on how I'm going to make that better. If they're worried about interest rate, and they don't like six to eight percent, I'm going to show them something that has twelve percent or more. Yeah, and then they're excited. And that's the other thing is I'm never out for anybody or anyone I know to put up all their money in my deals. I like someone putting a small amount of their money, proving to them that I'm effing good at what I do. And because once you borrow someone's money, I take that really seriously. If they're my partner or my lender, I want to make sure it goes smooth. Yep. And if you pay them off as planned, 
um, and, and or if it goes longer, but you communicate with them and give them a good solid return, when you go to show them their next deal, they're investors with you. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did at a, at a young age and continue to do so. And now obviously I do bigger deals and I'm now mostly the lender on deals that I do with my personal IRA monies, but I see it all the time. I'm always seeing people asking me, how do I raise money? What's the rate I should charge? I'd say that's one other thing I want to share real quick is yeah. the interest rate. Um, when people are, maybe when you're looking to find money and pay money, um, pay an interest rate on money, people are so quick to be like, hey, Carson, um, will you lend in my deal? Will you lend me your money and I'll pay you 12%? Well, I didn't have to pay Carson 12%. I just told him 12% because I thought that was a nice rate. When in fact, I should have first asked Carson, where are you invested right now? What kind of interest rate are you making right now? Yeah. And Carson says, oh, I've been making, oh, on the stock market, my retirement account, I'm making 6 to 8%. Well, what would be a good rate for you, Carson? Hmm. And if Carson said, hey, a good rate, man, I would just be happy if I just got 10% every year. Oh, 10% mm -hmm. happens to be. On my real estate deals, I can pay you 10%. Wow. All of a sudden, that. I was going to pay him 12% or 15%, yeah. and all he wanted is make 10. We're so quick to give up a number or pay something out when realistically, you just need to find out what's important to them. Yeah. It all goes back to listening, 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 finding out what they're doing with their money, if they're happy with their money. Some people don't care about interest rate. Some people care about the safety more than the rate. So if Carson said, you know what, I don't know what I've been getting in my in the stock market, I'm just pissed it's going up and down. I have no control over it and I have no, I'm just scared. Yeah. Well, how about this, Carson? What if I could give you a first lien position on my next deal and I'll pay you a thick 6%, but it's safe. You're in a piece of real estate where you're in a first position at 6%. Mm -hmm. Now you have um, rocks, I call it, land, a, a, a building rather than stocks that go up and down. How would you like that? All of a sudden, I just, I just solved his biggest concern which is the risk of his money, not the interest rate. So many times people are out to solve something that's not really the problem. Wow. Yeah. So when you're talking to people about money, find out what's their pain, what's, what's bothering them, what, what can you do better? Because if you can't enhance or better the situation they're in to make yeah. them sleep better at night, you're most likely not going to get their money. Yeah, that's really good. I, I've raised money and I've not used that yet. I've, I've just been saying rates or, or saying the situation, the deal. So that's, that's really powerful. Well, that, you know, that's how I started too, because I was anxious. I was like, crap, I just got this deal under yeah. contract. I got to close in 30 days. And I need to prove myself <laughs> that I can actually. And, and, and by the way, yeah. on that note, um, in the beginning, I had to give up between 50 and 70% of my deals when I first started because I had to prove myself. And some people who might listen to this be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you paid 24% or I can't believe you did all the work and gave someone 70% of the profits. I would not change any of that. Yeah. I think in the beginning, if you have to pay more or give up more ownership, you're building a future lender and partner for life. Mm -hmm. So even though you might pay more in the beginning, long-term after you've paid them a few times, now you've got the control and security and confidence say, look, I took care of you well in the first few deals. <laughs> I now need to change the, the terms. I'm gonna pay you less. And most likely you can, because if they won't accept less, there's a long list of people who are seeing your success and will lend you more and more money. Mm, that's great. All right. Well, look, this was good. I, I, I hope, hopefully this was helpful. Yeah. We like to keep these episodes short and sweet, typically and to the point. So today, you know, in summary, learning about how Carson in particular is finding deals today, mm -hmm. real life. And I, I think uh, one thing I, I just want to reiterate, 
it's hard work. You gotta be, you gotta listen, you gotta, you gotta ask, you gotta build relationships, but it's work. You get, you gotta put in the time and then you'll get the deals. Uh, and then I obviously talked about money. Uh, same kind of thing. Ask yep. questions, ask questions, build relationships, find the money. It's out there. There's lots of it. There should be no reason why you can't find deals or you can't find money. Hopefully today was helpful. We're going to wrap up as we always do with sweet, sour, and service. Yep. I'll go first. Um, kind of easy. A sour um, is is Summer, my brand new little baby of three months, Carson's little sister. <laughs> That's weird to think sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, she uh, she woke up at 4 a.m. instead of her typical like 5, 5.30. And that extra hour is a big difference. So that was a sour. Yeah. Uh, and then um, a a sweet uh, is is for sure um, the this week we we car, my Cole he he caught a, a, a moss you want to call it a moss catch yeah. uh, basically varsity football crushing it um, I'm always humbled to see how hard he works yeah. and the results he's getting on the field but uh, he had a big varsity game uh, he's averaging tons of yards as a junior he mossed a kid uh, it was so fun yeah. so that was definitely my sweet and yeah. uh, service I feel like uh, I feel like I'm you know I don't know if it counts anymore but making the lunches so early and, and a hot breakfast every morning for the boys before school now that we're back in school it's hot breakfast every morning for the boys so that would be my service of the day I like it. What do you got? I'll start with sour. So sour was, there was a deal my partner and I were working on that was going to be a huge return. We were, we were going to be triple digit return. Well, six figure return. We were hoping it would be a legit deal. And it's looking like it's going to fall through because the, the contractor sees there's some issues with it. It's, it's probably not going to work out. And so we're kind of bummed about it because we were super excited. We were already raising money for it. So kind of bummed. Um, we'll find the next deal. And a suite and service go together in a week and a half. I'm flying to Europe with my wife and another couple, and we're going to London, Paris, and Amsterdam. So super excited about that. And service is I booked and I've been planning and booked a few reservations for dinners. I booked a tour of the Eiffel Tower. I booked for a few different things for everyone and paid it all. So that's been my service. How would it be? 21 travel in the world. Anyways, have a great day. Hope you enjoyed today's episode.